Welcome to episode three of Nausea Reviews. I'm your host, Brian, and this one's on a movie called Windigo. And it's got, I'd say, three notable actors in it. We have Patricia Clarkson, who was in The Green Mile and Shutter Island. When I started watching the movie, I'm like, she's really familiar. I should look this up. That's what she's in. She's the mom. And then the dad is Jake Weber, who I also thought was familiar. He, The only thing I know him from that I saw was the Schneider Dawn of the Dead. And then finally, the child, their child, is Eric Sullivan. And he's the little brother in Malcolm in the Middle and Meet the Cranks or whatever the fuck that piece of shit movie's called. And I didn't recognize anybody else in the movie. I don't have any more background on this movie other than it was made in 2001. Well, the synopsis would be a family gets terrorized by a crazy guy, even though the movie's called Windigo. So it's real bad and boring, and I wouldn't recommend it below average at best. And my objective review is going to be similar to my subjective part of the review because the redeeming qualities I did find in this movie aren't enough for me to like it. The only redeeming qualities were they actually did mention a Wendigo. The main three actors are pretty good for the kind of movie it is. And this one's like a half C because them as a family is fairly believable. And guy that plays the dad does a good job being a dad. But they act like he's not a good dad. And he literally doesn't know what a Voltron is like any fucking parent wouldn't know the different stupid toys your son has. And then maybe when the kid had a nightmare, he told the kid to go back to bed, but the mom didn't invite the kid into bed either. So why is he worse than she is? I don't know. This movie has nothing to do with a fucking Wendigo. And the reason I watched it was because it was called fucking Wendigo. So if you don't know what a Wendigo is, it's a Native American folk tale. When someone resorts to cannibalism, an evil spirit possesses their body that is always ravenously hungry and craves human flesh. There are more depictions of a Wendigo. That's the one that I like to go with because I think it's the scariest. Also, typically or at least in my opinion, the best look for the Wendigo is, is half beast, half man, kind of. It's got a stag skull for a head, and then he's just a big monstrous, degenerated legs, but human arms, but huge. And I'm pretty sure in some medias, the more it eats, the bigger it gets. And it's like magical. It can throw its voice to sound like you're best friend delirium of the woods and then it some versions i think it can hypnotize you but once it grabs onto you it takes you home and it eats you and they got about three things in the lore in this fucking piece of shit but we'll get to that later i wouldn't recommend watching it at all it made me so mad i was yelling at the tv and my dog came to comfort me because i was yelling so angrily it was really cute of my dog to do that but this movie is a boring piece of shit. We'll get into that in a little bit. It feels like it was a student film or a failed artsy film where every scene carries on minutes too long. If they would have shaved off all the bullshit in this movie, it would have been like 30 minutes and it would have been a fucking fine short in a collection or something like that. You just take the horror part out of this and it could just be about a family on vacation and it would have been fine. Patricia does a wonderful job in this movie. When she has to emote, she does a good job. 
She's the best part of the movie because the rest of this movie is a giant pile of shit. All right, enough bitching. Let's go to the overview, which I'm going to do a little different this time. I'm going to watch the movie and comment in it, comment on it as it goes because I don't want to write notes on this and have to think about it ever again once I watch it the second time. So I'm going to cut out all the dead air, but this is going to be like a play-by-play on this one because I don't want to deal with this bullshit anymore. It made me think of the two, my two least favorite movies I've ever seen while I was watching this. I stopped paying attention to the movie and started comparing it to the two movies I hate the most that I've ever seen. That's pretty bad because the two movies I hate the most are horrible. And that's Jackhammer Massacre and Avalanche Sharks for different reasons. But those are two are my least favorite movies I've ever seen. This one's the third just because it was so damn boring. And they thought that they had symbolism, but the overarching story of the movie and the Wendigo legend don't mix. There's no symbolism to be drawn between the two. It's about a redneck guy being pissed off because he grew up in a house and they're staying in the house and they accidentally hit a deer he was trying to kill and then this psycho becomes a stalker with the word wendigo sprinkled in so that being said let's get to the overview it opens up with shots of a wolfman toy on a black background with the credits and then it's going to switch to voltron and it's just these toys hanging out in black screen nobody's holding them And this goes on for quite some time. Now the kid is smashing the toys together in a car because they're on a road trip. Super exciting. Oh, and this movie, I thought it was a made-for-TV movie. And then I went through a bunch of iterations before I came up with a bloated piece of shit. Family's in the car. Happy family. Nobody would think there would be problems with this family. The only other thing is... Oh, Wendigo, while they're driving down the road. Um, the only thing that is kind of okay with, like, the cinematography, I would say, was the shots they got for the landscapes are pretty if you like snow, because for some reason Wendigo stories deal with snow a lot. Not all of them are good. The ones right now on the screen are shit, but later when they need to have way more padding, they show pretty ones, forest and stuff like that. But they're driving this car forever. Oh, and they hit a deer. A super fake deer. Now the car is stuck. But this giant deer did hardly any damage to this car. There's some blood and hair on it later. But no broken windshield. It's a big fucking deer. Now the kid sees the deer half dead. And we get a 100,000 shots of deer in the wild. Because deer is symbolism in this stupid piece of shit. Because the Wendigo has a stag skull sometimes. That is the only thing I can come up with. They act like the kid's super freaked out later about this stupid dead deer situation. He's fine. The bad editing probably scared him. Hunters just came up. Otis is the main one. He's super fucking pissy the whole time. Because they hit his deer he's been tracking. And then he they call the tow truck. And right before the tow truck comes... I've been fast forwarding because I already know what happened. So I watched this last night. Just know that Otis is an asshole this whole time. Because they hit his deer. And they're outsiders. But the dad calls a tow truck. And literally right when the tow truck gets there... They decide to pull him out. Because they're just fucking with him being assholes. And they're like way more unreasonable... Then I would think kid just saw the deer get mercy killed. More deers running. Ooh, scary. Mom's yelling at him to not be that way in front of the kid. Good mom. Dad gets to go back in the car. And these guys are being intimidating. They all have high-powered rifles just hanging out. And these are probably city folk, as you would call it. Oh, and I had to turn the subtitles on because the sound mixing of the talking or the dialogue scenes is so shit. 
sometimes. So I thought this was a TV movie until they dropped a couple of F-bombs. And then later there's a sex scene. Patricia, which is one of those things where it's like, I never, ever, ever thought I'd ever see this actress in a nude scene. But random movie found on internet, everything in this movie takes so fucking long. The guy could have pushed them the fuck out and they wouldn't have to wait and we wouldn't have to see all of this shit they were barely stuck in the snow all he would have had to do is dig a little bit out with his hands pushed while his wife hit the gas instead we get this long drawn out bullshit yep that's a dead deer all right it's like they wanted to use red as like symbolism but it comes up like once more in the movie so it means fucking nothing they're trying to pull him out now and the dad is saying no no don't pull us out but otis just keeps going the tow truck guy charges him 40 bucks to go out there, and then Otis is going to charge him 20 And the dad's like, fuck you, you're just fucking with me. This kicks off Otis being a creepy fucking stalker dude for literally no reason at all. So you grew up in the house that they're staying in. It's not like they own the fucking house. Somebody else owns it. And it's just a fucking deer that you missed when you first tried to shoot it. Kim paid him the 20 bucks to get him to shut the fuck up. Kim's the mom, by the way. Now they're driving to the place they're going, which wouldn't be so bad. If the last scene didn't take fucking forever, where literally they got stuck, they got pulled out, Otis is an asshole, and that's all that was shown in that whole entire last scene. By the way, back to the deer symbolism, they bring it up in the movie way later, because there's antlers and shit all over this fucking house. But the Wendigo doesn't even need to have deer antlers. That's just one depiction of it. Everything in this movie takes too fucking long. We're going to find out later that there's bullet holes in this house. Then we're going to find out way, way later that Otis did it. Even though, who the fuck else would have done it? We're like 15 minutes into this movie. And he just found the bullet hole. It's like they want to play up this kid's PTSD from seeing that deer get shot. But he has a hallucination later and a bad dream about Otis. Nothing to do with a deer. I fucking know. Now they have to fix the window on screen instead of just, we already knew he was going to fucking fix it. It's like the script was for a short and they're like, can you make it full length? And the guy that wrote the movie is like, uh, no, but we're gonna, we're sitting around nothings. Now here we have a scene that's actually okay. The dad and the kid are going over vocabulary cards and he's very playful, I guess is a word. He's being a dad, teasing the kid and all this stuff. So I don't know where this like neglect angle is going to come in later because this dad is doing a fine job oh he has to spell the word appetite later which comes in because wendigo kind of comes into the movie it doesn't make any sense oh no blue screen tv kid can't watch tv now the parents are winded down talking about the bullet hole start talking about the altercation with otis and the dad is still riled up which makes sense the mom's telling him to chill out <laughs> They went out to chop wood to have a family night because there's no movies and stuff. And the dad is teaching the kid how to chop wood with a hatchet, which I know you can do, but there would be a real axe there in real life. It's like the filmmakers had one. But the kid goes to put his hands on the piece of wood right when the dad's going to slam the hammer down or the, the hatchet down. And then Otis rolls up. He says that they let him use the road to pass through. This wood chopping scene is where I noticed that I needed the subtitles on now they're having a family dinner and this movie does do one it's one positive is the family orientated scenes where all three of them are together is fairly believable now the mom tells the kid to not worry about otis but the dad lays down the real thing be wary of people like otis 
because they can be dangerous. I get it. She's just trying to calm him down, and the dad's just trying to give him a life lesson. But there's shitty editing now, where it just flashes to pictures. It's not a zoom. It's like a snap cut over and over and over and over and over again. They're playing this card game. I have no fucking clue what it is as a family, which isn't a negative thing. I just don't know what the fuck it is. Dad wins. They accuse him of cheating, and then they have a people pile. Happy family. The kid gets to go to bed now. The kid's been drawing lots of pictures of deer and dead deer. Putting him to bed takes for fucking ever. They had to walk up the stairs. Now they're in the room. The mom's explaining how animals die in the wild and it's a balance. Then the dad comes in moaning like a monster just to get a laugh out of the kid. (sighs) Creepy atmosphere. The kids kind of can't go to sleep because he's getting afraid. Here's a gunshot and a heartbeat. Then we freeze frame and fucking zoom in on him for no fucking reason more shitty editing to show native americans because he's flipping through a native american book which i guess is supposed to be artful or creepy it's neither just showing the pages of the book would have been fine matter of fact this whole scene could be cut because the kid's not really freaking out more indian pictures keep flipping through that book yep that might be a wendigo depicted maybe now the dad's freaking out about otis and the mom's trying to calm him down now she decides that Sex might be a good way to uh, get his mind off those guys. It worked. This dude likes slapping butts. He slapped his kid's butt earlier. Then he slapped his wife's butt. Does this sex scene last way too long? Yes. Just like everything in this movie. Of course, when I first watched it, this wasn't super annoying. But after seeing the whole movie, it makes everything in this movie super annoying. Yeah, we get it. Lots of positions for a movie. Usually it's just missionary. Her legs up and everything. Otis is watching, by the way, through the window, because he's a creepy fuck. I don't know if these are body doubles, either. Then the kid just springs up freaking out. So it went from Otis watching the parents have sex, to the kid wakes up in a nightmare. He hears thumping and sees things that aren't really happening. I think he's supposed to be hearing his parents get killed in the attic. Then his door kicks open, and there's red light and Otis. And he points a gun at him, and it's runs at him in this stupid fucking shot that's supposed to mean something or at least be cool and it's definitely not kids walking around the house because he's afraid goes and tells his parents about the nightmare this is when they tell him to go back to sleep then they just stay on the kid saying nothing doing nothing way fucking longer than anybody would landscape shot it's morning now and uh they're having breakfast Then they're talking about shit that has nothing to do with what happened in this movie, nor does it get brought up later in a meaningful way, so it's pointless. The mom needs curry for a casserole, and then the dad does an Indian voice. If that bothers you, that's in this movie. He might get canceled like a poo. Well, in 15 minutes when they get into the car, now they're driving down the road reiterating shit that's been said earlier in the movie. Some nice landscape shots. If the film quality was good, they would be nice landscape shots. But the film quality is real bad, so it's not even that good. We get it, you're driving into town, you don't have to show us every step of the fucking way. Yep, there's police in this town. And they're still walking to the store. They're going to the pharmacy. Zoomed in on a picture of somebody with a- or a drawing of someone with a camera. Like the kid drew his dad taking pictures. I guess he's a photographer. This is literally the only time he takes a picture in the whole fucking movie. First time I watched it, Dave, you know he did this. I think this was when I was bitching about how shitty movies were in my head. He has a perfect time to show the cop the bullet that was lodged into his house, but he fucking doesn't. 
Shows a picture of a squirt gun, like that fucking matters. Showing all these guns for no fucking reason at all. They just needed to fill time. And this was in the store that they got to rent out for the day. And the kid's just walking through the store. No dialogue. Oh, something gonna happen? Now we see the magic Native American who's not real. He's a figment of the kid's imagination. And this guy's gonna explain what a Wendigo is as he shows the kid the carving of a depiction of a Wendigo. They say Wendigo like 37,000 times. And that's a lot of times to say Wendigo with a Wendigo not being in your movie called Wendigo. They say it can take many forms. I don't know if that's true, but this dude's just explaining. Shapeshifter might be true. Probably depends on story. A lot of the things this guy is saying make sense. I'm not going to tell you because it's just folk tale type talking. This is when that appetite came back for no reason because he's talking about the Wendigo's hunger and how it's never satiated. But it doesn't make any sense to have a Wendigo in this story because nothing has an insatiable hunger in this movie. And if you thought it was going to be Otis for his insatiable need to fuck with the family, well, that doesn't work later. When we get there in an hour, I'll tell you about it. Oh, and the dialogue from this guy, who's not real, gets repeated later in the movie several times. Not like a reiteration, they just replay the dialogue. It's like, yeah, we just fucking heard it. We don't need you to keep saying it over and over again. Oh no, Indian guy's gone. Kid took the trinket. Can't prove that there was a guy there. They go to the counter and the girl's like, I'm the only one that's ever been in this store ever. And I'll be the only one that's ever in this store ever. And then they haggle it down to $4 from 5 Seems kind of pointless to haggle at that point. This incident causes the whole pointless, you're not being a good father bullshit later. Oh no, he saw the spiritual Native American guy. As if that means anything. It definitely doesn't. He doesn't come up anymore, except for his voice later. Literally in a couple of seconds here, I'm pretty sure they reuse it. Don't lie to your kids. If you don't believe them, don't tell them that you do. Bunch of shots of Native American statues and totem poles that are just here to pad the runtime. Yep, this is where they reiterate all of the stuff that just got said. It's supposed to be a cool shot camera movements it's not now it's too blurry to see oh if you have epilepsy don't watch this movie it might trigger you because of all those stupid flashy bullshit cuts more pointless shots of nothing more reiterating what we just heard well we get to see otis sharpening a knife because he gutted that deer that he didn't get to kill right we get it they hit a deer you don't have to show us this is where the dad didn't know what transformer didn't know that voltron wasn't a transformer even though voltron transforms Seems like a logical thing to not remember as a grown-up when it's a kid's show anyways. And now he's getting yelled at for not knowing, a, not paying attention to his kid. When he's literally never shown any, the only thing he showed right there was he didn't know that Voltron was Transformers. That is it. Now they're in a fight for no fucking reason at all. The guy that wrote this movie can't do fighting in a relationship. He can make him lovey-dovey, but he can't give him a good reason to fight. Now they're setting up this phone call later... They're trying to say that this dude's a workaholic, even though he's literally done nothing that would ever lead you to believe that, other than words. We'll get into that phone call later. It's really long and pointless and has nothing to do with this movie. Yeah, we get it. It's a Wendigo statue. You don't have to show us in the same screen as earlier. Here's where they see all the stags and shit and comment how that's a theme of this movie, where that's a theme, if you want to call it a theme. More shots of old-timey houses? 
What the fuck does that even mean? Kids staring out the window, remembering that Otis is a person that lives. All of this shit is just padding. You can spin a camera. Nice. Parts of this movie reminded me of Evil Dead. Not like quality, or like Evil Dead is good for a low budget shit movie. They had, this is like, it's a 2001 movie. Evil Dead was like late 70s maybe, early 80s I think, something like that. And it's like you're pulling off the same shit. Fucking Evil Dead looked better than this movie. Now the kid's gone or some shit and they're looking for him. Oh, he's outside. All we had to do was look. Tally, it's fine. I'm just being bitchy. You don't have to comfort me. It's okay. He's sad because they were fighting for no reason because they fought about nothing that's happened in this movie. The dad promised to take him sledding and that solved all the problems. Even though I'm pretty sure she was bitching about him letting the kid do what he wants late earlier in the movie. But now he's like, are you sad? Let's go do fun stuff. It's like, it makes no fucking sense. Now we get to see a door while they talk for a while. Then it pans up to them in the window and then into a tree. What the fuck is the point? It's fade into the kid looking out the window. I must have been really not paying attention the first time I watched this movie because he's on a phone call with his job guy. But we're not really missing anything anyway because this has nothing to do with the rest of the story. It is just padding. Him being a photographer or workaholic has no bearing on any part of this movie at all whatsoever. They just needed time to fill, so they wrote some dialogue where this dude's talking to himself. That is it. That is all. There's another phone call later, the one I talked about earlier. Now the dad's acting like he's eating the kid, which, if the kid was fucked, you think he would have been scared right now instead of happy because the whole Wendigo eats people bullshit. It's like they're setting up the dad to be the Wendigo for no fucking reason at all. I mean, it happens later. But it makes no sense. Every shot or scene in this movie takes way too fucking long. They just walked out of the car and walked back. Was it to get the sled? I guess it was to get the sled. They could have just shown them walking to the hill with the fucking sled. We didn't have to see them go pick up the sled. They showed the sled earlier. Now we get to watch them walk from Patricia's vantage point. Now she's going to call. And this is a really, really, really long phone call. With her talking to more than one people, person, and it does nothing. It has nothing to do with anything. She doesn't learn any information. Nothing. It affects the story less than 0%. It's just here to waste our fucking time. Oh, she finds a bullet hole, which she doesn't need the fucking phone call to find a bullet hole. And it's not like any of them get shot in the house anyway, so there's no reason to give a shit about these fucking bullet holes. This phone call has been going on for like three minutes. Then we see an eyeball through a hole. Apparently she's looking through where the bullet hole went through for no fucking reason at all. It showed some boots. Who gives a shit? Now they're walking to the hill again. I'm serious, Tally. It's fine. Lay down. Lay down. Still walking and talking. They brought up Robert Frost. Because this feels like a film student made this movie. Now the kid's talking to him about the Wendigo. And the dad doesn't know what a Wendigo is, but by the end of the story, he acts like he does, because lying to your kids is fun. He says the Wendigo only punishes bad people, or at least it's here to punish bad people, which is not what a Wendigo does. It quite literally does the opposite. It possesses a bad man, or even someone that had to eat somebody else to survive, and turns them into a monster that ravenously eats people. It does not matter if you were a good person or a bad person. The Wendigo eats 
whenever and whoever it wants. This comes back later at the end, which makes the thing at the end not a Wendigo. More bonding with his deadbeat dad that doesn't know how to bond with his kid, even though the kid is giggly and laughy literally every time they interact. He is fake beating him up, though. That's pretty fun. I've been fake beat up by my dad before. They're still talking about this dead deer. See, like, this is good. He's talking to his kid about his feelings. That there has to be a period of mourning, and then you just learn to deal with it and get over it and move on. Itty bitty little pieces of good are so outweighed by the monotonous bullshit that you have to go through to get there. I don't get it. Now they're finally sledding. That was like 10 minutes or 15 minutes ago when they talked about sledding. And they're having a good time. Having fun. It's a good time. It looks fun. I'd do it. The dad falls off. Now the kid's by himself, and it's supposed to be this suspenseful suspenseful scene of him being out of control on the sled. But he's a kid in a 2000s movie. He's not going to die. He hits a tree, bonks off a tree. That's it. Gets spooked by some sounds and goes and finds his dad. The slowest way possible. I get that the kid can't run, but we don't have to see all of this. We see the dead body in the background. They don't have to show him walk almost literally the entire way to him. We get it. We can assume that the kid didn't teleport, because that's how movies work. Yep, his dad's laying there. There's blood too, which is weird, because he just fell off the back of the damn thing. Kid's trying to wake up his dad. His dad won't wake up. (sighs) Now the kid gets scared by mist, snow, air guns underneath the snow, and some sound effects that aren't very good because there's a Wendigo in this movie and we just got to find it. Now the camera's chasing him and they have branches on the camera. It's one of those like evil dead looking shots only done shittily instead of creatively. Yeah, we get it. Trees, they exist. You don't have to like show us a million different angles of a tree. Now it's nighttime. They fast forwarded hard. Wish they'd have done that with the rest of the damn scenes in this movie. Now the mom's looking for Miles. She found him. I'm for cereal. It's fine. They get back to the spot and the dad's gone. He he crawled off. Then we get to see more shots of nothingness. Now the mom and the kid are going to go look for help. Forever. There's 30 minutes left of this movie, and about 10 minutes worth of stuff happens. Showing shots of shit shot up. Whoop-de-fucking-do. It vaguely comes back later, but it's pointless. We see Otis has a high-powered rifle, and he skips the fuck out on his friends. One of them looks like Mario. Like, straight up. We're following the mom and the kid through this next chunk of movie and they're doing a lot of walking and then we get these weird shots that don't make sense in the movie but they seem out of place keep showing weapons and like deer bits in chunks because it's a deer hunting it's supposed to be bad it's just blah they try to get some help from the rednecks to find the dad but literally they are less than useful they're just antagonistic you can tell that she is freaking the fuck out because like i said she's actually a good actress unlike everybody else you can tell that she's distraught and there's been an accident but apparently they're covering for otis because they just meet her with animosity for no fucking reason at all she pieces the fuck out and it stays on these rednecks for a while for no fucking reason at all they aren't in the movie anymore so we don't care what they have to say we only saw him in the beginning with the deer otis is the only one of them that's not there and he's the only one that matters to the story go away mario okay now we're back on the kid and the mom walking through the middle of nowhere in the dark so they're gonna come upon the dad soon like right now ish and he's like crawled his way to the house while being wounded 
Because he got shot. We're going to learn that later. Like, pretty soon here. How the fuck did he crawl to the house from the sled place? How long was the kid passed out? They go to the hospital here in about 25 minutes. At least it feels like 25 minutes. Oh, and the kid grabs the little trinket on his way out. Like that fucking means anything. More retarded shots. I will say they do one good depiction here. And it's standing over George. And it is a bunch of branches and antlers sculpted together to be a creature. Now, if that was the Wendigo in this movie, if this movie actually had a Wendigo in it, which it definitely doesn't, that would have been okay. Even if they couldn't animate it in a way that shows it killing and eating someone, if they just use that sculpture, and it moves in the little scene that it's in, it's edited real stupid so it can like hide all the dumb stuff. But it was pretty scary looking. It was creepy. If they would have just used that in a stylistic death way and actually made this movie about a Wendigo, this movie could have been entertaining. But they didn't do that, and it's not entertaining at all. Now we get to hear the Wendigo being hungry again. Recycled dialogue, motherfuckers! And they gave him alcohol. So if he dies later, which I can't remember if he does or not, if he wouldn't have taken the booze with him to the hospital, he might have lived. Pro tip, don't drink booze after you have a life-ending wound. Makes the blood come out faster. You kind of need that to live. Now we get to follow pretty much all the way to the hospital following this car and having them talk about shit that no one gives a fuck about at this point because they just want the movie to end. Why isn't she speeding? She's going like 20. She should be going like 100. If you could get stopped by a cop, you'd be like, my husband's shot. We're going as fast as we can. This seemed faster than calling an ambulance and waiting. Done diddly done. Everything fucking drags in this movie. Now his dad's saying he's listening like he's never listened to him before when none of the movie has shown that his dad doesn't listen to him it's just been told to us that he doesn't what a fucking waste of time was said in this movie nothing more could describe this movie than that one line of dialogue in this fucking movie cop rolls up on the hospital literally exactly when the family did there's one cop in this movie now we get that supposed to be heartwarming shit while he's dying on the bed but they're rushing him to surgery. Would be sad if it was in a different movie, but it's not in a different movie. And I just want to hit the fast forward button. Now, Patricia puts in work here. She is super sad and cryy. And I believe that she is actually crying for this man. Now she's talking to the cops. She's going to name drop Otis. And then in like three hours, he's going to go to Otis's house. This is where we learn that they're staying in Otis's old house. Now we see the kid walking down the hallways. He's going to look at his dad in the hospital bed. Because they just let him open the fucking door. Which makes no sense at all. Since he's being prepped for fucking surgery. Now we get real stupid shit happening. Lights are flashing. Doctors are working on him. Well, acting like they're working on him. Yeah, we get it. He starts convulsing, but it's all like an illusion. Real bad editing, he's freaking out, and then he turns into, like, a filleted version of the deer from Evil Dead 2. More shitty editing. Oh, we saw yellow lights, his eyes. And we see a, we see a dude in a deer costume thing running around. Now we're following the cop to Otis's house so he can question him. And Otis can be the most suspicious-sounding dude in the entire world. And long story short, because it's a real long fucking talk about nothing... 
Uh, Otis hammers uh, the cop in the head. And then he gets chased by the Wendigo, which is like the spirit of the dad. Chases him down, crashes his car. It's very annoying and very crappily shot. And then Otis ends up getting hit by a car and taken in to the hospital. And I'm not even going to finish watching this movie. Either the dad dies after killing Otis as, like, revenge. Or the dad dies, or the dad doesn't die, and Otis dies. And then the movie just ends. But the mom is crying still, so I'm pretty sure he just dies. And that was the piece of shit called Wendigo. I don't recommend anyone ever watching this piece of shit. Ever. I have seen some pretty bad movies. But at least they weren't boring. They were bad. Jackhammer Massacre is terrible. It's got porn star level acting and worse video. It's like shot on video shit. But at least things happened more often. And then Avalanche Shark is just an Asylum type movie. It might actually be an Asylum movie. It's just one that I didn't like as much as like Sharktopus. Like I don't like Sharktopus, but I've seen it and it's better than Avalanche Sharks. Because at least the people almost talk like human beings. In Avalanche Shark, everybody sounds like a fucking robot. Well, that's episode three done. I don't have anything planned yet for episode four, so it's going to be a mystery. So, if you like the intro music and the outro music, you can look in the description. Hit that guy up. He'll make you some good stuff. And have a good week. Hopefully the next movie I randomly pick isn't this horrific. Talk to you later.